Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. Oh. I am Doug. I'm Justin. And Justin has a thought. Well, no, I was just going to say I saved. <laughs> because the listeners don't know what that's in reference to. But if you're watching the Twip Twitch stream, that would have made a little bit more. No? <laughs> if we play that together. Hold on. Wait. 5T. Here we go. It's almost one complete. It's point one four seconds. Guys, we're no. back. We're back. Point, point seven plus point seven, point, 1.4. Is that 1.4? Uh, yeah, 1.4. Yeah, that math yeah. checks out. If you guys, guys, it, we're back. If you don't, if you want to verify, just email us at mindgappodcast@gmail.com. Verifying <laughs> that point seven plus point seven is one point four. Just confirm it for us. We'd appreciate it. It'd be great. I, we need help. <laughs> the math is already hurting Justin. You're right, Jervis. It is. It's already affecting him. New year, same Justin. New Still year, don't do math. Same problems, math. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's still alive and it's still troublesome to say the that least. It will never cease to be a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> ever, this, ever, ever, ever. Nothing quite like it. But yes, we're back. We took a week off. We were like, you know what? Let's celebrate our holiday. Let's take a minute to breathe. Let's, you know, let's let's just let's just take a minute. And it was it was nice. What did you do on your time off, Justin? Oh man, nothing. I I was wonderfully lazy, and it was wonderful. It was everything. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, we uh, New Year's was great. We made um, we made tacos and uh, homemade margar like margaritas from scratch, like simple syrup and juiced all the. Th- it was so good, and I had way too many margaritas. All the margaritas, um, or did I have just the right amount? I don't know. That's a question. You'd be the judge. I was still able to talk, so I would say the right amount. Hey. Um, but yeah, it was great. We played Uno, uh, just the two of us. If you've nice. never played two-person Uno, it's very fun. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It is, right, because if you've got, like, Beth, oh, she she got me good on one hand because she had a reverse card, she had a skip card, then she had a draw two card, and then she had a wild draw four card. So she immediately ditched four cards and I ended up picking up six. That was crafty. That's nice. That's good strategy right there. That's really well done. I respect it. Much respect. What did you do? Uh, you know, during the too many video games, I played a shitload of (laughs) video (laughs) games and it was awesome, man. It was great. I got, man, we played a lot of left for dead Two. We played some overwatch pretty much almost every night was, Hey, let's play around to left for dead Two. So we can, uh, you know, get, uh, 
um, you know, get, get, get some people used to some of the maps. And then uh, let's play some Overwatch. And uh, we're, we're getting Left 4 Dead crews together. We're getting Overwatch crews together. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's been a great time. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, played. Uh, we're going to be playing some Fortnite with Jervis again. Nice. Um, this this I Friday. I like that he got you into that finally. I wouldn't say I'm into it, but I play along with Jervis because he's a good sport and plays along with Left 4 Dead 2. And that's oh, yeah. you know he's a he's a real good sport. So Justin would be a would, would be good at Overwatch. I mean, Justin's gonna try to find a way to play uh, possibly some Team Fortress Two with us. So and if if anything if that tells any of his skill level with 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 that, I mean, is, is Overwatch through Steam? It's through uh, no, bat uh, through Blizzard is what it's it's through. So I cannot get it via Steam. No, got it. <laughs> Then I'm in trouble, guys. I can't do it. <laughs> can't or won't? Well, you know, pick one. Tomato, tomato. I mean, uh, pick one. Pick one, you yeah. piece of shit. You know? I don't know. Uh, maybe, I, let's see. While we're talking here, Overwatch for Mac. I mean, I know that does, that does a thing, you know? Overwatch on Mac, how to run it, and best alternatives. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> I won't even I won't even entertain those articles anymore. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh but yeah, I played a lot of games. I had a really good time and uh it was it was very very enjoyable. I was just telling Justin before and I've told him this before. It's nice to have a crew of friends to play games with because I don't think I've had this since freshman year of college. My freshman year of college, what we would do is we would all go do, we'd go to foreign language a class, we'd do a whole shitload of blow. We all had foreign language class at the same time. And then when we were done, my like most of my floor did, we would come back and I would boot up a local server of Counter-Strike and we played five on five Counter-Strike. And it was the best fucking time ever. We'd do that, yeah. we'd play until dinner time and then we'd go down and eat dinner and it was just the, the trash talking, the shit talking. Which ultimately led into, at some point, we realized that other dorms were playing it, and it got into a dorm versus dorm That's uh, incredible. rivalry. And that. someone kept a stat sheet or a stat server, so I could see <laughs> whose stats were what. And people got real, like, real competitive over it. It was really, really fun. And so, like, I missed that. And then I haven't had that for many years. I would play with my brother off and on or, you know, you off and on and things like that. But to yeah. basically be like, hey... Does anyone want to play a game? And like people be like, yeah. And like before you know it, people are popping in and it's just so much fun. It's been so enjoyable. And I want to thank um, our community and I want to thank uh, the people that are joining our discord server for just like being so cool and for hanging out and, and playing games, man. It's been awesome. I've had an absolute blast. Like everyone's been wonderful. Just it's been so good. I remember when my class would play a free budget game of Tron back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, is that like the arcade game? Like, because uh, remember the arcade game of Tron was very weird. It was very interesting. But um, so anyway, I'm happy to be back. I miss you, man. I haven't talked to you like much because we've been on our breaks and it's good to be back. Full we did take time. like a full break too. Like typically yeah. even throughout the week, you will talk to each other and we'll, you know, we'll go back and forth. But it was very much like a, I think everyone was just like, yeah, we all just kind of need to take a breath. And I, I found myself ex excited because like, typically I'll come and I'll be like, I'm just, I'm dog tired and I got to, 
you know, gotta, you know, pump ourselves up to, to do the show. And, and, and once we're in it, it's fun. I came ready to play today. Like it was just it, that one week does so much for your mental health. It yeah. was so, so great. I agree. It was, it was nice to kind of be like, when I wasn't thinking you mentioned it. You're like, why don't we take a week off? I was like, you know what? That actually sounds really good. Let's do it. Right. Let's take a breath and we'll just be like, ah, it was, it's, it's been really good. But speaking of the show gang, yes. Housekeeping stuff. Let's get to it. Uh, first things first. Uh, y'all know you've heard us say it before. We'll say it again. You can follow us on Spotify, uh, other places too. But in particular, check us out on Spotify. We exist there. You should listen there. Also, join our Discord server. We got a couple new folks that joined us over the weekend. So shout out to Duffs. Shout out to Master Blaster. Also, uh, shout out to, uh, I think, is it Ziny? Zinny? Um, she's amazing. I got to watch her play yes. uh, um, uh, uh, Fortnite with Jared. She's phenomenal. So uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone, for, for joining the server. If you want to join uh, on our Twitch uh, channel. There's a little Discord uh, icon at the, uh, underneath, like the video player. Just click on that. There's a link to it. Also, or if you're hanging out in the chat, our Discord bot, our uh, Nightbot, will just drop you a link. Click on that, join it, come hang out with us. We play games. If it doesn't silence you. It won't silence you. If you post a link, it'll silence you. And if you say "see you next Tuesday," it will also silence you. <laughs> we have not undone that. No. All right. <laughs> Which honestly, to be fair, while I've been playing games on Saturday nights, people will come in and post links and Nightbot shuts that shit down. I'm like, thank you, Nightbot. You're That'd doing your nice. job. It's nice. Yeah. It's not like we just get a bunch of spam, but it's like, ah, cut it out. You know, it's right. just any cuts that come bud. in, we cut it right out. That's right. <laughs> Nightbot doesn't shut this shit down. That's right. Because I, I control you, Nightbot. Uh, but come join our Discord server. We we just hang out. We have fun. It's active. It's silly, and uh, we we play games. Man, it's fun. It's really great. It's it's really it's really fun. So come hang out with us there. Um, we have merch, but stay tuned because <laughs> we have a goals meeting tomorrow night, and that's on my goal list for early very quick in twenty twenty one is transfer that shit over. Dip Nippy seventeen. Hello, welcome back. Good to see you. Welcome back to the stream and welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Good to see you. Doug, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, your nickname in high school was Dip Nippy, wasn't it? It was. It's because um, very long areolas, like really, yes. really, really long. And like you would you, go to parties and you would go to like the French, the Dean's French onion dip every time you would lean over to do that, especially if it was like you could party after a swim meet or something, shirt was off, you'd, the areolas right in the, right in the, the dip. And what it turned into was it was... How many things can I dip my nipples into? And it became the wow. game of dip nippy, you know? That's so like, fun. It's like, hey, y'all for what some dip some... nippy tonight? It's like, yeah, yeah. Boop, into the punch. So was, it, boop, was it just into the dip. you playing or did multiple people have long, long I mean, nipples? I just had the longest nipples, but the thing was, I would always shout, who's ready for some dip nippy? And no one would ever say anything, but I'd play because you know what? I didn't have a crew. I didn't have a squad to game with, yeah. but I do now. And that's what matters, right. you know, which is why you haven't played dip, dip nippy in like basically in all of 2020. That's right. No. Oh, yeah. I like that. And you all got a shot of the, the old nippies uh, a few, a few episodes back. So, so you, know. you can, you can go back and watch. He's not messing around. Mm-mm. Those nipples are, you could do pull-ups on those nipples. That's right. You could, and it would feel wonderful to everyone involved. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, we will be one of our goals is to get the fuck away from Teespring and go somewhere else as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. It exists on Teespring, but fuck those guys. Uh, and lastly, I mentioned it already, but we do 
we do have a live stream video game. Let's try that again. We do have a video game live stream every Saturday night at 8 p.m. <laughs> Central. Uh, play a variety of games. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure what we're going to play this Saturday. I'm kind of open. But um, we last Saturday was a fucking blast. We played Left 4 Dead 2 again. One of my favorite games. And we got a full four-on-four versus game. I haven't done that in forever. Like, it was... So good. It was so much fun. Uh, I had an absolute blast, and uh, it was really cool. So be sure to check that out uh, Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. Twitch.tv slash podcast. Come hang out. Come play. Whatever. Like, you're welcome. Come join us. Come Have we be figured cool. out when we're going to do another D&D? I was going to text you guys uh, today, since now we're in the new oh. year, and uh, see when when we're going to go back into the dungeon. So hopefully it uh, will be very soon, within the next couple of weeks. We'll do I continuation, it. I think, of is it Adventure 5 or 6? Five. I think it's 5. I think, I think you're right. That's right, because you guys got to deal with all the monsters. I mean, you guys whoop some monsters' asses, and now you got to deal with the rest of the level, figure out what's going on. So, mm-hmm. do 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 So... Uh, that's, that's all of our housekeeping. Uh, let's, let's get to it, man. Let's, t- let's talk some Turkey. Let's talk, let's talk about gobble, the- gobble, bitch. That's right. And speaking of gobble, gobbling, let's talk about new year's resolutions. What are you a Turkey sound effect? Anyway, my, <laughs> one of my new year's resolutions is to get a fucking Turkey sound effect. That's I right. I mean, I'm not surprised you don't have one. I mean, I feel like that's just, that was low hanging fruit that I missed. <laughs> uh, dip, dip, yes. Uh, I mean, I'd be willing to play some Fortnite. Maybe. Um, yeah, so if you want to play along with us, for sure. That'd be great. Yes, Jerbid, Jerbis, you typed in cunt, and it did flag it, and I did allow it, so you're welcome. Congratulations. <laughs> We're not Aussie blocking you anymore. Yeah, right? That's good. That's all good stuff. So New Year's resolutions. Um, yes. I think oh, we, we may have talked about Love this you. before, but um, <clears throat> I, I, uh, I'm not big... On New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I, what's happening over here right now? I don't know. But oh, Jared probably just tried to write cunt 20 times and then my nightbot said, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Stop spamming. <laughs> what are you doing, Jared? Stop messing with with Nightbot, because Nightbot oh. is relentless. Yeah, Nightbot will kick you out, and if he doesn't, Slotty will. If this, if this, you know, this is how Skynet gets started. All right. <laughs> this is how it happens. This is how Terminators happen. <laughs> Jared says, I used emotes. All right. Try using one emote. How about that? Were Start they, with that. There you go. Those? See, there you go. There you go. Now you're better. Anyway, I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Jared, just keep trying emotes until you get blocked again. So, like, try two. <laughs> And then try three and just see at what point does Nightbot go, fuck off, you cunt. Um, I, what? No, that's fine. So you do or do not like. I, I have a hard time with New Year's resolutions, uh, mostly because um, it's kind of like the same reason why I don't like the Cubs and why I don't like Dave Matthews band. It's because of the fans of both of those things. <laughs> Cubs fans, obnoxious. Yeah. Dave Matthews band fans, obnoxious. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things where when I hear people get on social media and stuff like that, and and part of it is, um, I, I think it's good, right? Hey, it's a new year. Let's take a let's let's forge ahead. Let's do something great. Let's set some goals. That's a good thing. But what I don't like is the 
Ah, it's the new year. It's time to talk about my resolutions. And uh, it's almost like a springboard for attention. And uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I love reflecting, you know, reflecting back like, hey, what did we do last year? What was what was good with everything like that? And I think it's really great to set goals. I'm bad at setting goals, Um, but it's the sort of air. That surprises me. Oh, really? Yes. I, I said that like kind of aggressive, like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Let's, let's oh, really? talk. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's talk with our knuckles. <laughs> so I'm surprised. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised that you have a hard time setting goals because you are so pragmatic when it comes to, like, the business side of things and your training and like in in that realm of of the of your professional life i feel like goal setting and like uh wow what would there's some specific kind of feedback that you always talk about Mm -hmm. the feedback Um, formula that but yes the other things that other buzzy words emotional Um, intelligence that's the one so (laughs) you're so in tune to all that and i feel like goal setting uh using the smart formula did I do it right? Yeah, it's smart goals, right? There it is. Uh, is is just it goes you know hand in hand with all that. So it it surprises me that that's something that you say that you that you have an issue with. What 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 do you find difficult about setting goals? Uh, for me, it's I always look at like um, I look at goals as like these things that are written in stone, right? Like I'm setting a goal and this is how it has to be. And I've slowly <laughs> learned just recently that goals can adjust, right? So I'm afraid to set a goal that I'm not going to achieve. So I either, so a lot of the times I, I set myself like as goals that are too easy to achieve because I want to make sure that I get them. So I'm really bad with work goals. We're like, what do you want to do in 2021? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like my job, like, and, but it's like (laughs) goals should scare you a little bit too. Like there should be a couple of goals. That's like, Hey man, this is, this is really going to drive you. And you you know, you got to do it. And I just, I get scared that I'm going to fail. I'm I'm afraid that I'm not going to meet those goals. And so it's, it's also hard for me to kind of break out of my day to day and look, I'm not a visionary. I'm not a Zack Snyder. Okay. I'm not a visionary person, you know, time out. You're not Steve jobs. You're not not Zack Snyder. I'm not. What? What? I, I mean, I'm creative, but I, I can't look at the idea of this is where we are. This is where we want to be one year, three year, five years, 10 years from now. Like, I, I don't know that that sort of stuff. I'm very much, you know, I used to hate that in job interviews. It's like, what's your uh, five year plan? I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, pretty sure I want to have a boat. Tell you that much. Like, that's not in the cards, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, it's, I, I struggle to, um, challenge myself cause I'm afraid to fail. I think is, is what it is. And I also just like, I don't know when people are like, yeah. let's invest in you, man. Let's get you some professional development. What do you want to do? I'm like, Duh. what are my options? Give me options right. and then I'll do it. But like, for the most part, I'm, I'm always kind of like, eh, I don't know. So if given a list of options, so you, you're more of a multiple choice guy rather than mm-hmm. an essay guy. Well, yeah, in that regard, absolutely. Like I, you yeah. know, I've had people be like, Hey, think what you want to do like do some research and i'm like i don't even know where to start like i have no idea even where to begin you know like <laughs> out goes i hate it when especially when they ask that question at a mcdonald's interview <laughs> where do you want to be in 10 years hopefully not here man like hopefully not here 
Making this special sauce. <laughs> I want to graduate to senior burger specialist, you know? Right. Because that's what they call that sort of shit, right? Everything's senior got different. Senior burger specialist. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I really want to get up on my fry game. You know, I feel like my fry game needs a little bit of, uh, you know, it's just I, I've neglected it. You know, I don't think I can get yeah. it. It's not where it needs to be. So I'd like to spend some time over in the fry area. And honestly, um, I got to get some reps at breakfast time, you know? Gotta get, I got to get the, the big breakfast, the hotcakes. It's just, it's not where it needs to be. You know, it's right. not where it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. You That's something else that I fresh, hate. I really, I, I really hate uh, really ridiculous job titles. Um, oh, yeah. It, because also in industries and stuff like that, every industry has legitimate, like these are legitimate titles, but they're the same job has different names. It drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. When I see something and then there's the silly stuff. Like Sly just posted master sandwich artist. It's like, that's what they try to call people. It's like, look, I'm not trying to demean people, but let's also just call it what it is. Right. Like you're the sandwich guy, you know, Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Easy. We just started the year out. I'm sorry. Right? Sandwich person. Sandwich person. Thank you. Yeah, that's better. You know, Jesus. Right. And then, uh, and then you can graduate to senior sandwich person, you know? <laughs> so, you know, okay. there you go. Yep, that's it. So resolutions. Uh, I, I, we've, in the last time we talked about this, I think we, we said the same thing where um, neither of us liked that new year, new me. Yeah. That, that whole, you know, hashtag new year, new me. Look out, world. It's all going to change this year. Probably not. It's going to be roughly the same, and you might have a few wins. You might also have some losses. So let's just tuck in and get to it because that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. I do like – I do, in a, I'm in agreement with you. I do like the idea of looking at it as a fresh start and saying, okay, like what are some, what are some things I want to accomplish this year? Like I want to – like for me, I, I like setting – I like setting – like, I'm going to get a six pack. I'm going to hit the gym every day. I'm going to get a six pack bro by the summer. I'm going to yada, yada. It's never going to happen. I would like to read five books by the end of the year. I don't think that is a, uh, an unachievable goal. It's more books than I've read in the last five years. So I think that is a, it's a market improvement, but it is not an unachievable goal. Yeah. I think the things like that, where you're just like, they would make me feel better about myself if I could do this. And it's something that I can legitimately achieve if i say by summertime i'm gonna have a six-pack i know that's not gonna happen could i do it probably if i hired a personal trainer spent seven days in the gym four hours a day ate nothing but you know boiled chicken breast and broccoli sure i might be able to achieve that i know for a fact it won't happen so why set yourself up for failure no that's that's the thing is because those are bad goals right like if you're like i want a six-pack it's like maybe you can that's like what six seven months away, um, but how are you going to get there? You know how get, what yeah. what is your plan to get there? Because if you say I'm going to hit the gym every day, what happens when you don't hit that gym? Did you fail? Are you going to feel like a failure? Is it going to completely derail you from what you're going to do? <clears throat> so you know it's it's one of those things where you got to be smart about it. I like reflecting on things because it's so easy to forget about the things that you've accomplished. You know what I mean? Like um, you, you've talked about this for a while about marking down as you're going throughout the year, things that you've done because yeah, yeah, there's so much that happens. Yeah. Like for example, uh, 
We hit 100 followers on Twitch, and I'm thrilled about that. Yay! It's so exciting. We've been so close to, we've been just right on the cusp of it for uh, several weeks now. I'm like, oh, someone yeah. follow us. I think Dip Nippy, you may have been number 100, so congrats to you, my friend. You are a 100th follower. Thank you so much. Welcome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I think about where we started uh, last year, you know, what we right. were doing, you know, and where we are now, I mean, we have over 25,000 downloads, you, like lifetime downloads on our podcast, which I think over 11,000 came last year. So yeah. huge. We've had right. uh, a great increase in monthly downloads. Um, we became Twitch affiliates and we got our first paycheck from Twitch, which was amazing. Um, we did our first ad, like sponsor ad, which was great. That, right. wasn't, that wasn't a fake. Legitimately um, forgot about that. Yeah. Like, and, and those are the things where it's like, it's, it's, you know, we have a discord community. Like we have, you know, we've, we have a good setup now for our right. streams, right. like that aren't just a phone in a basement, you know, and us shouting at it. Like it's, it's, we've done a lot. <laughs> we've done absolutely, we've done so much. And um, I, I, it's, it's to it take a moment to be like, Oh, when you think about how we took a break just for a week, and I'm thinking, you know, we, it, it, it can be a grind sometimes doing this. And when you yeah, look back much, and be yeah. like, you get lost in the day-to-day, and then you're like, wait, we've done a lot. Like, are we world-renowned podcasters and video game yes. streamers? Good. Uh, <laughs> was it was the answer no? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I don't know. But it's one of those things where, um, you know, we, we've, we've, we've grown so much and we've done so much and, and I'm so happy with how far, you know, we've come with that sort of yeah. stuff. And it's, it's good to look back on that and be like, great job. And it's, it's, it is a good thing to kind of look forward and say, all right, cool. How do we build on this? Like, what do we do next? Like, what do we right. want to do? And, you know, I do have one goal that scares me that I want to try and do this year and it scares the shit out of me, but right. hopefully it'll come to fruition. I also don't know anything about production stuff. So the goal timeline I put together, I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to, ballpark it and say but you got you gotta start somewhere though right? like you gotta yeah. start you, you've gotta start yes yeah, slotty it is that uh <laughs> you've got to start somewhere and uh i think you have to when you're making these goals when you're making these new year's resolutions whatever you're calling them you've got to give yourself leeway to update the timeline to to understand that you're human and the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry so yeah like it's it probably you're probably going to hit some speed bumps along the way. It's okay. Collect yourself back up and go. Is this goal still attainable? Mm-hmm. And if not, is there a, a similar goal that I can hit that would still make me feel like I got a little bit closer sure. to this to this larger goal? Because I think the overall goal for this is um, completion. And I think um, you know the timeline with I want to I want to put some sort of deadline on it because. Um, I want to, I want to, I don't want to just be like, whenever it gets done, I want to pressure myself right. a little bit to be like, Hey, get it done as soon as possible. Like, yeah. cause I'm holding up the show right now and I need to p- move that along. I need to push that along. And if it doesn't get done this year, it's not the end of the world, right. but at least I'm going to say, I want to get it done this year. Last year it was like, uh, wouldn't it be cool if, wouldn't it be cool if, and now I'm like, Hey, I actually kind of have a, an outline for something. I now need to refine it, process something, and then uh, you know we'll we'll see what we can do from there. I think it'd be really really cool, and um, that's one of my big things. And also, 
you know, really big goal is to just get rid of Teespring. You know, that's really what this is, guys. Really, my big goal is to get a fucking merch person that we like. Yes. Fuck Teespring. Fuck them. Fuck them twice. Can we all just agree? Teespring. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll <laughs> flag your content that's yours and say that it's intellectual property violations. And then they won't fix it. And then you'll fill out a counterclaim and they'll be like, okay, automatic response is good to go. Try again 24 hours and you try again. It's like, hey, you're stealing your own shit, aren't you? Yep. Fuck them. Do we pick up? Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I know as I'm lifting this up. <laughs> That's showing there. That's better. You happy? Yeah. He's mad that we also my... picked up Batman as a sponsor. <laughs> and cute Thor. <laughs> and Redwoods. <laughs> Ta-da. You got it. Yeah. Do you what do you uh what, what do you got in, in what's what what you got any goals? You know I mean, outside in of general, do you have any goals, you piece of shit? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? What are you balls? doing? What are you doing? No. I, uh, five books. Definitely want to do, uh, I want to, I want to make sure that I read this year. Um, let, in general, uh, less screen time. That's mm. kind of what I, that, that's the, the idea of doing five books is uh, getting me away from sitting in front of the TV or endlessly, mindlessly scrolling through either Twitter or Instagram or pick a social media. Um, Facebook. Well, well, I don't have a problem with that because fuck Facebook. Parlor. That's the one. Grinder. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's a big one for me. It's just less screen time. Um, I would. Uh, I'd like to also finish a uh, a, a script, uh, like a feature length script uh, this year. So we'll see. You know, that's awesome. That's good, man. That's good. I I like that stuff. You know, I think that's, I think it's, it's similar to me when I see other people's new year's resolutions as people who paste baby, paste, post baby bump photos. Like, I just don't care. At the end of the day, don't want to see it. Don't want to hear about it. Like, that's what it is. If you're, if you're doing it again, if, if you're, if you're including hashtag new year, new me, uh, (laughs) you've already lost the game. Like that's that. Speaking of which anyone listening right now, you just lost the game. Um, and if you know <laughs> what I mean, you know, yeah. uh, surprise uh, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I feel like if you're doing it, uh, out of a, like, again, if, if it's for an attention grab, if it's, you know, to jump on a trend, if it's a glam thing, that's there, you're probably going to fail because that's probably not something that's really near and dear to what you want to accomplish to your heart. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if it's something that's, uh, if you don't need to shout it from the rooftops, you, you probably really want to get this thing done and, and, you know, go after it, get it this year. You know? Yeah. Part of that is understanding is you want to put it out there because you want people to hold you accountable, but I sure. pretty sure most of that stuff isn't that it's, you well, know? Yeah. I mean, there's this, I would say talk to a small group of friends. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got like you and Slotty and Drew, like I would tell you guys or Beth, I would tell people that I are, are, that actually means something to me. I would say, Hey, here's what my intention is this year. Uh, you know, if you see me not doing it, kick my ass a little bit, by the way, I'm glad that Beth came forth in that list. That makes me very happy because I was first and then it was Drew, then slotty and then Beth. So actually slotty came second. So I came second, then drew 
which is Beth. typical because you know he's a very uh, giving lover. He is. Um, yeah, he's got endurance. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I tend to just say who I see, and I see you right now, and that's that. Yeah, no, that's cool. But um, yeah, I would if you're putting it to social media, if you're putting it to the large, the the giant group out there. You're 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 not doing it to hold yourself accountable. You're doing it to to humble brag. Yeah, you know, and nobody likes that. That's all it is. No yeah. one likes that. Jared. Nobody likes that. Yeah, I love that. Yo, just got a new gym membership. Hashtag New Year, New Me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, exactly what we're talking about. It's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, and Jared says, uh, Justin, to everyone except Slotty Doug Drew, you mean nothing to me. Accurate. <laughs> he said, you know, we're 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 his tight group, you know? We're his tight four. You know? Jared, there's no way that you're gonna kick my ass from Australia. It just can't happen. If you were closer, <laughs> Matt from New Zealand, <laughs> I would have you hold me accountable. Yes. 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 So speaking of holding people accountable. Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the sound effect. I was waiting for the the transition sound effect. I was like, "Where is it? There it is. <laughs> Found I, it." Sorry, that was that was Ben Shapiro in his native language. Gotcha. Yeah. So there was an article in Deadline uh, that came out that said uh, the Daily Wire, which is the I don't know news in quotes uh, company uh, run uh, by Ben Shapiro, makes its first foray into film and TV with school shooting movie called Run, Hide, Fight. Um, and essentially, this movie is about... I'm going to post a link to it in the chat. So if you guys want to watch the trailer, Have you can. Uh, essentially, a, kind of a, a rough synopsis of it is uh, there is a, a young woman in high school um, who, uh, from what I can see from the trailer is learns how to hunt and take care of herself from her dad, uh, goes to school one day. Uh, there is an active shooter situation with a bunch of other kids. Um, and, uh, essentially she decides not to run or height, 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 run or hide. She decides to fight. And really what it reminded me of was like a modern day diehard where you've got the, every person who's, Hiding out and fighting the bad guys and everything like that. So um, I'd say quality-wise, it definitely looks like decent quality. It's got Thomas Jane in it um, and whatnot. Um, like it looks like it was filmed well. And By for the record, quality, mm-hmm. you you mean it was not filmed on a on a handy cam? Yeah, right. I, I've seen um, some more conservative-based uh, filmmaking, and it looks pretty bad. Uh, this looks. It, it, this was not created by that sort of like group. It was not created by the Daily Wire. It was created by a filmmaker. It premiered at the Venice Film Festival, and he, the filmmaker was having trouble purchase like selling the rights to it. And then uh, ultimately, the Daily Wire picked it up and they purchased it, and they're going to be distributing it on their website and I think on YouTube as well. So, um, and it's interesting because the uh, filmmaker uh, says. In 
the article that, what's he say? He says, Run, Hide, Fight is ultimately a movie about courage in the face of evil. This is a gut-wrenching film that does not offer easy talking points, which is why liberal Hollywood executives have refused to uh, distribute it. We are proud to work with The Daily Wire as the exclusive North American distributor. Uh, The Daily Wire's policy for not publishing the names of mass shooters made it an ideal partner. If this film has a political viewpoint, it's that we should not make terrorists famous. It's the heroes whose names we should remember. And I um, think in the trailer, the final line is a uh, the, the the female protagonist uh, on the she's on a CNN type news show. She's also on the phone with the lead because they're live streaming it. Terrorist, whoever this kid is. And she says, that's the thing. No one will remember you. They'll remember me. And then, boom. Yeah. You got that. Oh, I got that. Don't you worry. You got that. Huh. Yeah. So not only did, uh, not only are they the talking points in, uh, you know, any interviews that they do, it's actually in the movie. Yep. Good stuff. Um, so, um, uh, where do we start? Yeah, so this... I don't ever want to shit on someone's art. I've done it, and I do it sometimes, but I don't mean to. Um, Sorry. <laughs> right. um, that was just a perfect... I don't mean to... I don't want to do it. I've done it. I don't mean to, but I've done it. I've done it. I've absolutely it. done it. My natural, yeah. But sometimes my natural reaction is like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, right. Because when I look at this, um, this is something my initial reaction is like, I personally don't feel like this movie needs to exist. And the reason being um, is just that we don't need a movie uh, that takes people through school shootings. Like, um, we don't need, because also the filmmakers quoted in this is saying, um, uh, where does he say? Uh, doo-ga, 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 doo-ga. Uh, we spent years carefully developing this movie in consultation with law enforcement veterans and shooting victims to immerse people into a realistic portrayal of what it's like to experience one of these tragedies. And the way I look at this is I don't think we need to uh, really give people a portrayal of this tragedy because this tragedy happens all the time. It's always out there. This isn't a man. The Holocaust was 80 years ago and I don't know anything what that was like. I wish there was a movie that kind of portrayed what that is or man. What do you think it was like to be a gladiator in the Coliseum? I have no idea. It'd be cool to consult some historians to figure out what that was really like. Um, This shit happens all the time. Like, I don't think we need to put an audience in that scenario. Like, I, I, I mean, may, maybe you can make an argument that there is. Justin, make an argument why this needs to happen. Go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I refuse your offer, sir. I refuse. Um, <laughs> I, oh man, if you're going to force me to play devil's advocate, why does this movie need to exist? Um, <clears throat> because we need to reinforce the fact that the power does not lie with the individuals perpetrating the school shooting. Rather, it lies with those who will stand in the face of evil. Okay, that's fair. And, oh, um, gross. 
Yeah, you feel gross. Right. I, and I forgot to add. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I think at the crux, I believe the filmmaker 100 percent that the, at the core of this, we don't need to celebrate school shooters like the people that are perpetrating the I, shooters are not heroes. They're not good. And the people that we should celebrate are the people that stop that. Um, but I, I think the idea of, you know, we want to put we, we really want the viewers to understand what it's like to go through this. I'm like, I, I, I maybe to some extent you do need that. Right. Maybe the, if this was a, a situation to be like, we want people to take action. We want people to take legislative action. We want to drive awareness to what it's like, what it's like, what it actually is like to be in an event like this, like the fear, the terror, like maybe there is a connection there. I don't get that feeling based on the article. Um, and uh, I, I just, I think, you know, if you're talking about triggering people, um, this seems like a, a giant trigger warning, like for so many people in so many ways, uh, because I also don't think you need to, create a situation where you're creating a revenge fantasy um, with it. Personally, this is how I feel. I don't think there needs to be a revenge fantasy around uh, something like this. Like it's, it's, I don't think it's the healthiest way to address these, you know, tough questions, you know, or these tough points that the movie is allegedly bringing up. I'm like, I don't think this is the vehicle in which to do that. Well, I think I I was surprised that to learn that the Daily Wire does not uh, publish the names of the school shooters. I was surprised and very pleased to know that because that's something that I am in full agreement with in regards to. I don't think that we should be giving media coverage to uh, because we're essentially we're doing what they're looking to. We're, we're making them infamous and we're giving them notoriety and we're putting their names out there in the and and if. By burying their names and by, uh, you know, bringing up the names of people who were brave in the face of it, I think that's that's more the right way to, to go. So in that capacity, yes. What this feels like to me is very similar to, and I'm blanking on whose fucking movie it is now. Michael Bay. The, you, yes, it was TMNT. It feels very similar to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the sense that Krang, right? Brain, follow me. No, uh, it, I can't remember who made the movie. It's coming out. It's about the, the pandemic, basically. Oh, oh, like actually, that is produced by Michael Bay. <laughs> no, it is. You're shitting me. The one about the people are sick and the government comes and takes them away. Yes. If the, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. produced by Michael Bay. <laughs> it was a joke that was true. That's so perfect. <laughs> so okay, so that Michael, the fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> No, I think it because we had joked about not joked. Well, we had kind of joked about, but we had talked about at the beginning of this on the podcast. Who's going to be the first person to take a swing at making a movie about the pandemic? And is it going to be too soon? Because Mm -hmm. remember the first movie that we had about 9-11? I feel like it came decently after and it still felt like, are we allowed to do this? Yeah, because it seems Um, like you're trying to cash in on it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's it. This feels like. You know this is a trigger point. No pun intended. This is a this is a a, a a trigger topic for a lot of people, and it's very very sensitive. And in in making it an action movie like this, and kind of really blow, blowing out the good versus evil elements of it, and making the bad guys like bad bad, and making the the good guy or good girl you know super good like. 
it just feels like you're exploiting it for the sake of the dollar. And you're, you're like, Oh, I know this genre works. And I know that this topic gets people talking and those who are pissed off at it are going to see it as well because they want to argue it. And so it just, it doesn't feel like you're genuinely trying to put a good message out there, you know? And also I legitimately wonder if this is going to cause, you know, more people who are of the mindset of like, you know, uh, wh- what's the thing they say that uh, people with guns stop people or. The only the way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good a guy with a gun. He's a good guy with a gun. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if people who subscribe to that mentality, the next time a mass shooting, if they're going to try to, because in the trailer, we see her, she escapes the school. She has this aha moment of her dad who's ex-military telling her something about like, we don't run or whatever. Um, she grabs, she goes back into the school, grabs a, a fire extinguisher and takes down her first villain. And then from there, it's a slow methodical. She's making her way through the school and picking them off one by one. Very much like John McClane mm-hmm. with, with, Die Hard, it was so over the top. With this, it's so close to home, so real, that I'm wondering if it's going to make people feel like, yes, this is what we need to do. We need more of this. Yeah, and again, yeah. Try to be heroes. That's my fear with it is, is, again, we're sort of glorifying it in a way. We're glorifying the revenge fantasy. And you could probably argue that with a lot of, you know, like, what is it? Um, oh, shit. It, I think it was... Uh, it was a movie that they remade. It was originally, I think, in the 70s. I want to say it was um, fuck, uh, I Spit on Your Grave. I think that was one of them where, like, okay. essentially, I think a woman uh, is, like, brutally raped uh, by uh, some guys. And she goes back and, like, gets revenge on them. You know, like, goes through and, and um, yeah. essentially, like, it's a revenge fantasy. And part of it's, like, you know, I think human nature is justice, right? Revenge and justice. It's, like, you know do unto those that have wronged you. And, but I think with this, it's just such a, 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 this is a loaded topic. It's a loaded thing, right? It's a terrifying thing that's happening. And, and it's in, in, oh my gosh, another raid cash wave studios. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for the raid, man. There's so much love tonight. Thank you so much. So kind. I hope your stream was, was great. Welcome. Welcome to the show. We're recording live. Welcome. Thank you so much. Y'all better check out Castwave underscore studios. They be streaming some shit. Go check them out. Um, but this topic, Jared, I think stop is spamming. <laughs> uh, but, uh, some of the folks in the chat, uh, you know, are saying, um, uh, uh, stuff um, like uh, Slotty says I kind of feel like the goal of this movie is to inspire legislation to give kids teachers guns based only on who is now associated with it Fancy Ramen says the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good kid with a gun Kindergartens. <laughs> that is I, hold on hold on that is that's worthy of well done that was good uh, Malik one one three two says a good way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a textbook hiding behind a corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, it's 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 I, yeah. I think too that uh, the um. Oh, I just had a I just had a point that I was coming around to something about guns. I don't know. I, I, again, 
for them to say that that this is not a uh, a politically charged movie, it, it the Daily Wire wouldn't have picked it up if it didn't fit in line with you know uh, with it may as well be sponsored by the NRA. Let's just like it. It's we glorifying. don't know that we don't know that. Oh, but don't we? I mean, see, that's the thing is, again, the, you know, so what's great. You know, the what's, article here at the mm-hmm. end of the article, the filmmaker goes run, hide, fight is a preview of our plans and the type of movies and scenarios that we will offer in the not too distant future. Like this film, our entertainment content won't be, won't be overly political. Again, you know exactly the audience you're going for with this, but it will reflect our values. Our mission is simple. We will make great entertainment that all Americans can enjoy, regardless of their political views. If you're fed up with cultural edicts of our country's self-appointed moral overlords in Hollywood and legacy media, stay tuned. That is, to say that that's not a political statement, come on. Well, listen, everything about that's a political statement. Well, also to address his point where he's like, he said, um, you know, liberal Hollywood executives have refused to distribute it. I wonder fucking why. Like, I wonder why. How? Let's just just let's step back from a purely business perspective. How the fuck are you going to market and sell this film in your traditional sense? Right. Like, how are you going to do that? Like, it's. Honestly, this is probably the best avenue for it, for the Daily Wire to pick it up and, and distribute it. That's probably the right fit, honestly. Because do you see this in theaters? Do you see this on streaming services? I mean, I don't, I, in, in, to a certain extent, from the filmmaker's perspective, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they are truly trying to make something that has questions that is, it's okay. not easy to answer. I'll give that to them. I haven't seen the film. I'm actually curious to watch it. I want to watch it That's so I can fair. sort of like I, absorb it and be like, what is this? And, and you know, too quick to, to judgment. It's like Wonder Woman 84. You know, I was like, I better watch this before I can comment on it. Stay tuned for next week, gang. Oh, oh boy, we got a special guest coming back next week. Our DC cor- <laughs> yeah, our, our DC correspondent, which makes him sound like he's yeah. our political correspondent in DC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, I want to watch this because I kind of want to be able to, you know, uh, absorb the content because maybe there is something in there. Like, you know, it, if it's, if it's heavy handed, it's, it's, it doesn't achieve what I think the filmmaker wanted that, whatever, that's my opinion. And that's what I'm going to do. Again, I want to be respectful of someone creating their art. Um, But I also think that this filmmaker has to be realistic in a sense of how the, how, how, Let's take the liberal Hollywood executives out of that. Let's take that out of the equation. Be like any business person. How are you going to sell this film? How are you going to do that? This is about a tragic piece of our everyday lives that you're putting out there. And it better. It's like one of those things like an improv. If you're going to do a a scene about Hitler, it better be fucking funny. It better be good. Because if it's not good, then you got a problem. Castwave Studios. Thank you for the subscription. Gosh, the love. I'm feeling it tonight. It's so good to be back. Um, if you're going to do something about a school shooting, it better be right. fucking awesome. It better be poignant. There's not a lot of room for error. So if it turns into a diehard esque, you know, revenge, heavy handed sort of thing that I just don't think, I don't think, I, I don't think it lands in my opinion, you know? And, and again, I don't know. I, I'd like to see it to find out, but I don't, I don't know. There's something about it that I'm just like, this is a very precocious, uh, that's probably not the right word I'm, I'm looking at. It's a very sensitive precarious. topic. Yeah, precarious. There is. Yeah. It's a very sensitive topic. 
And I think you've got to you got to handle it with respect. And I don't think doing a fictional piece is the way to do it. I think you should personally uh, documentary or doing something that celebrates the people that were actually true heroes in these situations that stopped shooters. Like, let's do that. Let's not make a fictional piece of content that celebrates someone taking down the bad guys. Kind of like it's it, it it honestly it reeks a lot of the '90s action films. You know, yeah. we're like but we're gonna stop those bad guys in a very fantastical way. The more we talk about it, the more I'm having a hard time though uh, with our argument that it's different than a World War II movie or different than a like I know yes, it there's been far more time away from from something like world war two or mm-hmm. gladiators or a movie about slavery or whatever. Like that's any, any of the, of the past, uh, you know, uh, horrors that have, that have been around, there's been time. And so maybe we make something to remind people about this so they don't forget it at the same time. Like you could argue that someone, you know, uh, so someone of Jewish descent or someone who's black or someone might go, look, those movies are just as they incite just as much as this movie does. So, Without a doubt. In in fairness, like if we're gonna be okay with those movies, I kind of to what you're saying, I I suppose we have to give this one a chance. It just there's something all I'll say the last thing I'll say about this is there's something in my gut that feels different about this one to me. It feels yeah. less I don't know. It feels it feels like there is a clear motive behind it, a a clear Cause he said, like, I think what a Jared, I think was the one who said it here. Uh, it's, uh, it's not political if it's for my political ideals. <laughs> like for them to say, you know, this isn't political. It's just for people who share our ideals. Well, what is that? But politics, I mean, that's essentially saying the same thing. So there's just something about this one that feels different. I could be very wrong. This could come out. It could be a resounding success. Maybe yeah. it actually is a really good movie and we don't know. It just feels different. And I'll know. say, and I'll give, you know, I'll say this much. I'm not in the business, but I am willing to bet that there is a lot of gatekeepers to getting stuff made. Right. I know that there are. Right. And so to, to say he, this guy is saying he's fed up with essentially the legacy media, you know, me, I've said this before. I like situations that disrupt the, the norm and the traditions in that sort of yeah. regard, because they're there. They're not always there for a good reason. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, I think it's pretty, uh, pretty uh, nearsighted to be like, my thing is special and no one likes it. Uh, they're just, they're, they're just liberal Hollywood who just won't take a chance on it. It's like, yeah, but have you also considered the content? Like <laughs> it's a business. If there's anything I've learned from cool people like Chris Charles and getting yes. an insight into the business, yes. you have, there's a the fucking business behind this. How are you, where are you going to distribute this? Where's this going to go? Is it going to go outside the U S Probably not. I don't know right. if there's a market for this outside the U.S. And there's a giant US market outside of the U.S. Like there's a lot of areas to make money. And if you can't sell this abroad, then. But again, maybe that's not what they're that that may not like they may be honing in on a very specific market that they, they, they want to capitalize. It's an under, in their eyes, a what they view as an underserved market. Mm-hmm. And so if they can corner that market in the U.S., yeah, good for them. You it's know true. What I mean? Yeah. What you don't need to be a billionaire if you can be a millionaire. Like, That's true. 
billionaire is great, but a millionaire, you still got a shitload of money and you're still yeah. doing what you, your message is still getting out there. So agreed. I don't know. The, the, the other thing that I'll, that I'm interested in is the fact that they say that they've spent years developing it with, what do they say? Law enforcement. Yeah. And shooting victims, uh, shooting victims and, and other people of that nature. So it, like if they, if they developed it with shooting victims, law enforcement veterans and shooting victims. So I don't know, maybe again, maybe they truly did nail the experience and maybe this will actually, here's your devil's advocate. Maybe this film will serve to educate people just how horrific this is mm-hmm. and maybe it will help to get legislation moving towards correcting it. Yeah. Uh, yeah e- I, I don't know. Yeah. Etoy07 uh, in our chat is a school teacher. And he says, in all seriousness, guns in schools are only going to perpetuate the broken gun culture in America. This runs so much deeper than security. And he added, we just did our annual active shooter drill with our masks on and had to prepare uh, for our plans in case of an active shooter while social distancing and wiping down tables we hid under. This must be what <laughs> Grant again looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a dangerous game. And again, I think they're... Without seeing the film, I think they're walking a very uh, precarious line, and I hope it delivers. I hope it delivers on everything that this filmmaker wants. I hope that it it asks tough questions that don't have easy answers, and I hope it makes us think. Um, I right. hope it nails all that sort of stuff. I really do, um, because if it doesn't, uh, it could potentially do more harm than good. But mm-hmm. I will say this: as soon as I can find it and I can watch it, I will, because I'd like to uh, absorb it, consume it, and um, Take it in and, and see see what it's all about. I don't really want to do it through the Daily Wire. Uh, I don't really want to give them my support, so uh, I'm not going to pirate it, but uh, I just want to hopefully find it in a more uh, decent place uh, to absorb it. And I will wait for you to <laughs> absorb and consume this and yeah. take it inside deep, deep into you. And um, and then I will wait and, and see what you say, and then I will make my distinction of whether I should see this. Because, yeah, I mean... Maybe the filmmaker has good intentions. You know what filmmakers had good intentions? Mm. Transition. Wait, I had something uh, I want to ask you real quick. Please. So, I want to put you in a position, because you're a filmmaker. You and Drew are filmmakers, all right? You guys Allegedly. make a feature film, and you guys are looking to sell said feature film. You want to I'm sell this. this. You want to sell it. There's no buyers. No one's picking it up. I All see right. where you're going with this. I'm less into it. All right. <laughs> Let's say someone like the Daily Wire or Breitbart or someone of that ilk goes, we love your film. We want to purchase those rights and we want to distribute it through our platform. And the money that they offer you is basically enough for you to quit your day job and focus on 2 East 8th 24-7 and actually could potentially fund several projects and maybe, I don't know, allow you to buy equipment, build a studio, all those sorts of things. Even though you feel like your film doesn't fit that mold for what it is, the theme and everything. But for whatever reason, this organization goes, I like this. I want this. We want to purchase it. We want to distribute it. Do you take that? And if so, or if not, why? That's a really good question. 
initially. Jared goes, if they're buying, that's when you know you might have made an error. <laughs> Jared? Jared, you feel me on this, brother. I, you, you absolutely, you and I, I think, are lined up very, very similar on this one. Um, my, my, my initial gut, without talking to my business partner, my yeah. initial gut reaction, um, uh, with, without doing the cost-benefit uh, cost ratio, um, I would be concerned that potentially it could give us a uh, the, the scarlet letter you know, when in working with other Hollywood entities or other people in the business, like is, is this our only course of sales now is through people like Breitbart and daily wire and things like that. Oh, yeah. Like, is this the only place that we're going to be able to sell our shit now? Yeah. Um, Cause if that's the case, that's a, that's a super hard pass because I don't want to pigeonhole ourselves like that. Now yeah. on the flip side of that, um, you know, if, if we make something, I would like to think that I keep going back to what Jared said now, because if they're buying, <laughs> we made an error. What have I done? Because yeah. um, <laughs> I would I would say that Drew, I would like to think that Drew and I would never make something that we would consider uh, appealing to anyone from that uh, crowd uh, necessarily um, or, or anyone that anything that not that that's not appealing to them. We would not make be making anything that panders to that crowd. They might find they might like what we do, but it's nothing that's going to be like, here's your ideal served you served you on a silver platter. We would never do that. Um, if for whatever reason they wanted to purchase that and it was not it was something we were proud of. Maybe. Um, and they're like, we're, we're solely distributed through our Breitbart website or our Daily Wire website. Like, that's oh, that's that's the yeah. deal. Like, it doesn't go to theaters. It doesn't go to streaming. It's solely done through their website. You know, honestly, no, I would say I would still say a hard no. Because just at the end of the day, it comes down to it comes down to integrity for me, like integrity over money. Everyone, they say everyone's got a price. Um, you know, I don't know if they offered us, you know, a hundred million dollars for it. That would be really, really hard to turn down. Right. I mean, that's that's, that's life changing. Really that's like even if it's a million that's life changing. A hundred thousand. That's life changing. Like, you know, for, for but, the company. Right. But that being said at this point, not actually staring at a check written out to me for a million dollars. I would say, I would say I would pass. Now yeah. you put a check in front of me. That's made out to me to, for a million dollars. I might hesitate. We, we, it might be a slightly different conversation. I might have to take it back and think and sleep on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now, if I were, if you were to ask me, I would say I would not sell to them and I would, it would be more so for longevity and more so for integrity. I I, I couldn't, I I don't think I could live with myself knowing that they own this movie now and that people have to go support that site in order to see our thing and that other people may, cause you know, mob mentality on the internet, right? Like no one's people see that. Again, we're assuming the filmmakers are in bed with Ben Shapiro and are all the same. We immediately went there, you know, so there's no way that I want my name associated uh, or my company's name associated with that, uh, that side of it. Well, it's a partnership, right? Like you're basically, and if you don't, you know, agree with your partner or you don't like subscribe to their ideals, it's probably not a good fit, you know, like, right. It seems like in this sense that this filmmaker and the daily wire have similar principles, or at least it's a partnership that they, 
yes. both enjoy and they can get on board with because otherwise someone would be like, nah, fuck that shit. So definitely, I think that makes sense, right? Like it's it's not enough to just get that check, um, you know, because it's, it's like the idea of like, do you want do you want your art to be seen? You know, it's like right. we made this thing. Oh, it'd be great to sell it. And but a buyer comes along and it's like, is this how I want it to get seen? You know, like, is this yeah. really what you want? And, you know, that's a tough situation. Uh, Castwave Studios says we all need a little integrity. Damn right. You know Could what I mean? not agree more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jared says, that's true. I'm already thinking less of Thomas Jane for being this film. Do you, the Punisher didn't already kick that off for you. This, hey man, this film to do that. Hey man, he's done some cool stuff since the Punisher. The mist. Yeah. Another one. Uh, the, uh, the 1921 he did on Netflix based on the Stephen King, uh, story. Never heard of it. Doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, another one. That's a Doug response. <laughs> I like the Punisher film. Jesus Christ, Jared. Yeah. Of that Superman returns. It's a double feature, you know? Oh my God. Ugh. yep. God damn it. We walk uh, right fuck into me one. slutty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, sorry. Do it one more time. Uh, fuck me slutty. I yeah. put my dick in worse. <laughs> and that's been your Jared soundbite. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> that needs to be the transition topic. Speaking of filmmakers with integrity, how about putting Luke Skywalker Right into the Mandalorian. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> That's also a Doug move right there. Uh, I mean, we could probably dedicate a whole episode to this, so we'll have to probably yeah. keep this relatively quick. But uh, yeah, if we'll, you, we'll, we'll keep this top level shit. <laughs> I'm glad you like the farts, Castwave Studios, because we got lots of them. Spoilers, you cunt. Yes, yes, you're right. Uh, yeah. So, in case you guys don't Look, know, do you have Twitter. If you don't know about this already. <laughs> Um, so essentially, um, Mandalorian season two, um, my overall review is it's fine. The Mandalorian's fine. Um, I enjoyed it. It was inner. It was, it was fun entertainment to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's better than most star Wars stuff, but, um, I don't, I, I'm not in love with it as much as some of my other friends and other people that I know. Uh, it's fine. It's just fine. I, I just, I realized that I've fallen so hard out of out of love with Star Wars yeah. that it just it takes more than that uh, to to just like I don't know it was enjoyable it was good but I could give a shit about Boba Fett man I could give a shit about Boba Fett I was so pissed off when they introduced him and I was just like I don't give a shit about the book of Boba Fett like uh, I was telling you this uh, the other day I rewatched the original series with Natalie just so she could see it. And I watched Boba Fett in that series. That guy doesn't do a goddamn thing. He's completely worthless. He doesn't do anything worthwhile. He tracks Han Solo. That's it. And then he takes a couple of shots and misses. Like, it's no good. And then you watch him just beat wholesale ass in a couple episodes. I'm like, where was this in episode five and six when he was on Jabba's little palace floating fortress. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Like in this, he takes on a whole several squadrons of, uh, fucking stormtroopers by himself with like, a a a beaten stick 
and bludgeons him to death. But when he had all of his shit juiced up and ready to go, he wasn't able to do anything. And then they're like, you know what else? He's going to get his own show. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Um, but yeah. the uh, spoiler alert, uh, the reveal of Luke Skywalker uh, in the final episode. It was, uh, eh, I mean, of course, you know, it's, it's it's something that shows up, and I'm like, of course, because what other Jedi would show up at this point in time? Who else is left alive? Like, it's got to be him. And um, Look, we could we could go back down again to like, there are other. Well, I was talking with. Uh, I'm, there's part of me that wants to save the the bulk of this conversation. We can do a half and half, mm-hmm. you know, because like yeah. he's also super into Star Wars too. So, but one thing that I thought they could have done is because he looked like absolute dog shit CG. Uh, that, that was just horrid. You're talking about Luke Skywalker, uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, why not just have him Mark Hamill appear in present day as a force ghost and say, Hey, guess what? I died in the future. I'm a force ghost. I can train. I can, (laughs) I can space and time mean nothing to force ghosts. So he just shows up. It would have made more sense. It would have made just as much sense as anything else. You know what would have been even cooler? How about this? It's a different Jedi we've never seen before. Thank you. Or bring that, uh, or uh, what's her name? Ahsoka? Rosario Dawson. Bring Rosario Dawson back in and say it was a test, and I will Mm -hmm. train him. Mm -hmm. How cool would that be? And you got a badass badass training sequence with her. (laughs) Castaway Studios goes, what's Hollywood's obsession with de-aging? I don't know, man. Thank you. I mean, people and, have, people were talking. Well. People were talking about how Sebastian Stan would make a good-looking young Mark Hamill, and yeah. they, they did some mock-ups of him in like Luke's, you know, black like garb. I'm like, yeah, man, just get a different actor. Like, yeah, it's not like you know, Mark Hamill. I, I, I mean, his voice was there, but the lines were so few. It's not like he actually did all the combat or anything like that. You know, there wasn't something about him. You know, first Irishman down this. No shit. <laughs> Etoy, the studios, we have the technology. Everyone else, ah, uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because I think but if I'm not mistaken, do? I think if I'm not mistaken, there was a YouTuber who did a better job of de-aging than the actual studio did. On, which, on again, both the Irishman and this episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't, it was a deep fake. <laughs> Slotty, hear me out. Mace Windu's younger brother, played by Michael B. Jordan. I'm down for Michael B. Jordan in anything. Like, yes, without a doubt. That. Like, I would be down for that. Like, double purple but, lightsabers. Mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, like, uh, it, it just there was so. It happened, and there's a small part of me, like in the back of my head, I was just like, "Oh, cool, Luke Skywalker's here." Like, that's of course, that's fun. But then I immediately jump back into our conversation that we've had a gazillion times on this on the show of why do we need the Skywalkers in everything? It's a very large galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's a gigantic galaxy. Of course. We've already tied yeah. it back in. Have all these other things that have tied it back in. We have another uh we have another Yoda race being that has been the through line for all of this. So that's tied in. We brought back um we brought we brought back Lando in season one, didn't we? No, Lando wasn't in it. No. Who did we bring back? There's someone else we brought back in season one. I don't know. 
I don't know. Anyway, we've already tied shit in. We yeah. can Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba we Fett's in there. In. We don't need anything else. Yeah. I don't know. I just look at it as great. Something else we have to explain in fucking Luke's past that he had this Yoda like creature at some point in time <laughs> between episode six and episode seven. He was doing something with Grogu, like, and we yeah. will have to tell that story at some point in time. Hooray. Um, I mean, it was a cool moment because I had literally just watched Rogue One the night before with Natalie. And so mm-hmm. the parallels between the Darth Vader scene and the Luke scene were very much. They were extremely similar. And just these right. two powerful characters at the height of their power, just kicking ass, taking names. It was very enjoyable to watch. And I think, um, I mean, it was it was a neat moment to be like, oh, it's Luke Skywalker, but the same thing. I was just like, God, why does it have to be Luke? Like, can right. it be anything else? Like, just it was just kind of disappointing again because it's just all this incestuous, just same timelines, all the stuff. It's like, because of course, you know, they were at Tatooine at one point because they had to be because fucking mm-hmm. Tatooine is the coolest planet. It's like saying. You know, you're going to go hang out in the bayou in Louisiana and all the most important people in, this, in, in the world pass through this one small town in the bayou of Louisiana. It's like this is like gator country, man. This is like where people go to dump bodies and get malaria. But the most important people <laughs> in our history over the last, I don't know, 60 to 80, 100 years have passed through or hang out or live in or do some sort of deal in this bayou village. And it's like right. this is a remote outer rim planet that everyone fucking goes to. Why? Like, why does everything have to happen on Tatooine? I'm fucking sick of it. There are other planets. I'm so happy to see other planets. But we keep going back to Tatooine just like we keep seeing the fucking Skywalkers. God damn it. <laughs> Play the song. Play the fucking song. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. <sighs> oh, Billy Williams was in Rise of Skywalker. That's where he showed up. I knew he made a comeback in one of the... Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, yeah. For some reason, I had it in my head that it was in season one of Mando. All the, That's the other thing. All of these run together. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more. You've got there's the, be more. the book of and, Bubba and Fett. And they're all going to take place on Tatooine. We're going back because we're doing an Obi-Wan show. Right. No, I agree with you. Like, it is Tatooine is just the, it, it's it's Bumblefuck, you know, it's the Bumblefuck planet of allegory. Um, it's gross. It's got marauders. It's like, it's, it's, it's where thieves hang out. <laughs> it's just, it's gross. Why it's are we It's a there, lawless you know? land that is somehow right. really fucking important. Like, what resources does it land, have? Which is where all of our fun characters come from. Ugh. Like, what ah. resources does this planet even have? They've got moisture farming. Like, right. They got blue milk. <laughs> Cats Wave Series goes, I'm Ray. Ray Star Wars. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you're here, Castway Studios. You are. You're gonna fit in. You're welcome fine. here. You are always welcome here. <laughs> we like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ugh. Yeah, man. I I know. I it's. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm just glad we got a chance to play Doug Hate stuff. Yeah. I was like, it's it's it needs to happen. It definitely needs to happen for sure. For sure. We're starting the list out. Tatooine. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates 
Stop. Onions. Stop this stupid <laughs> We're just going to go down the list. Just keep it going. Ben Shapiro. Stop this stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, great. It's great. Yeah. I love oh, it. Oh, wait. I got, I got one more. Throw down. Welcome to the throwdown. Oh, baby. We made it. First throwdown of 2021. Can you believe it? I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it so much. I got to start putting ice in this. I don't want to. It starts melting, and then I take a big swig, and then it's just going to shred it into the microphone. That's very unprofessional. It is very unprofessional, you dumb fuck. Very unprofessional. God. Ice in Justin's glass. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Dumb hates stuff. All right. I will haunt your butt. (laughs) Is what the ghosts of Tatooine said. (laughs) Is what the ghosts of Tatooine said. I love it. That's what force ghosts do. Um, (laughs) They haunt your butts. Yep. Anyway. So today's throwdown. Douglas, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Today's throwdown is the mighty Zeus versus the mighty Odin. Real quick, how did we get through an entire Star Wars talk and never <laughs> never use the job lab? How did we not bring that up? You That's know what? So Let's just shut this down and start over. Yeah. We did it, we did it hey wrong. Hey, guys. Welcome to Mind Games. <laughs> uh, wait, oh, man. It's been too long. Oh my god. We have so many things uh, at our disposal. Zeus versus Odin. So this is we a mythological throwdown. Okay. I got something else for this. Where is it at? You got it. Oh wait, where'd it go? Here we go. Zeus versus Odin. Let's do it. Uh so right. it's uh the mythological. It's it's the king of gods from each pantheon. Zeus. Right. On the Greek side, Odin. On the Norse side, um, it's 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 a clash. Titans. <gasps> I see what you did there. I'm not happy I'll that play. I said that. So <laughs> uh, let's start with Zeus. So let's break this out. I'm going to throw a prediction out let's, there for for y'all. What are the car- Yes, yes. So you all make your predictions. Tell of the tape. What do we got? So as we're going down here, Zeus. Uh, Zeus has, well, he's, he's one of the big three. He has the ultimate powers a God can possess. So massive strength, incredible physical prowess. Um, he's able to lift and hurl entire mountains at his enemies. And I'm sure that's when he's sleepy. He probably can do even more than that. Uh, he's got battle prowess. He's got tight manipulation. He's got battle prowess. Yep, he can, uh, you know, he's good at battles um, <laughs> and throwdowns. Uh, height manipulation, he can grow. He's like Ant-Man. He can get real big or real small. Um, so he's, all right, so he's got Hulk strength. He's got Captain America battle. Uh, he's got Ant-Man size. Um, Atmokinesis, as the god of the sky, he's absolute control over the weather. Cool. So he's got storm <laughs> abilities. I'm sure he's got Jubilee abilities. Uh, he's got super sight, uh, chlorokinesis, knowledge of planets. So he's got uh, 
He'll do just ice and power. Yeah. He's, he's got madness. That's good. Probably from chlamydia. He's got justice. Yeah. He's got shape thing, transfiguration, teleportation, control of animals. And I'm sorry, the last one on here is entertainment skills. <laughs> so he can do a mean, a mean soft shoe routine. The guy, the guy, when man, you come over to eat at Zeus's house, he will entertain the like, shit out of you. Like, he, he's got it. He's like, ah, check this. Oh, I'm doing a pancake. I'm going to flip it. Whoa, breakfast for dinner. You're welcome. Here you go. Putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Putting on the Ritz. So, all right. I love that. So, <clears throat> Odin. Uh, what what does Odin got there, Dougie? Uh, so you know he's the Norse guy. He's got one eye. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know where you saw the powers on these things. Even though I was the one that linked uh, this in here. <laughs> if you, <see>. I'm <laughs> like in I don't the know. in the in the content section. If you go down to abilities, okay. Uh, where we at? Oh, okay. He's got divine. Because here's also something to consider. Are we talking straight? Just quote unquote textbook mythology are we talking marvel universe are we talking like which one are we referring to because i feel like we have to go with textbook because we have not seen zeus in marvel so there's really no comparison because yeah. zeus does exist in the marvel comics but we haven't seen him on the screen oh, he does yet. he does yes so okay as, um, as his own entity his own superhero yeah like this in the god tier of superheroes he is like he and he and odin are yeah like just like Odin kind of uh, runs Asgard, uh, Zeus obviously over oversees the Greek pantheon in that universe as well. So, Do, are they friendly? Um, they they've, they've had. The I mean, world. I think they're they kind of get along. They're part of. I think it was called the God Council or Council of Gods. And um, that makes sense. They, uh, um, there's been like if you go that route, I think it's Odin. Because Odin has incredible powers like the Odin force and stuff like that, which I think far out exceeds whatever. So you talk about the Marvel. Force. Yeah, the Marvel. Is, I, I would put Odin in the comics because he's pretty, pretty, pretty powerful. Um, so uh, reading off here. So we've got abilities. We've got um, he's the all father, uh, the one responsible for slaying the giant Ymir. Uh, he's an immensely powerful God whose power and authority is respected through the nine worlds. He has divine wisdom. He's one of the wisest gods of all. Um, he sacrifices left eye uh, for incredible perception and understanding. Uh, he gave insight into the fabric of reality itself and later helped him discover runes and use them as magic. Uh, Mystiokinesis. So he has control uh, and divine authority over magic. Shapeshifting, similar to Zeus. Ooh, Justin, Poetry. Uh, very similar to Tai Chi, a very underrated uh, ability. Gain the ability to speak and write beautifully and persuasively. It is said that he occasionally distributes to certain gods, humans, and other beings he deems worthy, such as William Shakespeare. Aaron Sorkin. There you go. <laughs> Odokinesis. I thought this was Odin Kinesis, but it's Odokinesis. Like, as the God of War. The same thing. As the god of war, he has control over the elements of war, including emotions like rage and anger. That's interesting. Oh, th- that's very interesting. Tell him, Kinesis. Uh, Odin has absolute control. Tell him. And de- <laughs> <Tell> him. <laughs> absolute control and divine authority over weapons. Interesting. Necromancy. Ooh, he has a divine authority over death and the dead. 
He's somewhat related to the heroic and mysterious side as of death. The god of wisdom, as the god of magic, as the god of war, as the god of death, as the god of divination. Come on, how many? F- Odin, pick a lane. Hey, he's the leader of the uh, of the Asgard. You know, of the Norse gods. He's he's got to have oh all the stuff, god. right? I mean, look. You know what he doesn't do well? Mm. He does not. Uh, he does not disseminate work to other uh, other gods. He doesn't. Uh, right? He's god of divination. So at, uh, why am I blanking on the? What's it called? In it's your it's, you, uh, it's your favorite word. Delegate synergy. Oh, thank you. Delegate. Yes, he does not delegate well. No, he doesn't. Alacrity. He doesn't <laughs> alacrity well. He's the god of divination, so he has the power to gain knowledge, awareness, and wisdom through magic, and might be able to see into the future, past, and present. So he also has his uh, spear, Gung Gungnir. Um, it's apparently very, very powerful. Um, so what I find interesting about, uh, Odin, because I did a little bit of extra research today too, is that he kind of going along with (laughs) Etoy, Zeus has two eyes done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I think, um, (laughs) you know, what else has two eyes, each of Odin's Ravens. Also good point, Jared. Um, I think with, (laughs) Odin sort of is also associated a little bit with, uh, in the sense of, uh, not necessarily mischief, but, uh, his cunning ability to misdirect. And he does hoard power in a sense, which is why I think he holds so many mantles. Whereas Zeus is more, um, straightforward and sort of like gives power to others. Um, but I, I seem to, my opinion uh, I'm more in the Odin camp than the Zeus camp from the sense of shocker. Um, I think that Zeus is obviously powerful. Um, they both have com- have fought very powerful creatures. Like Zeus has uh, imprisoned the Titans while um, Odin fought his father, the giant, and slayed, slayed him. So they have both accomplished the ability to... Uh, take on large and powerful uh, foes. Uh, But I think just with Odin's knowledge of battle and war and his ability to control that stuff, to control the emotions, whether or not they would work on Zeus is definitely debatable, but I feel like he would have a better understanding of battle and combat than Zeus. And I think that gives him an edge. Yes. Both have daddy issues. You're correct. Um, Interesting. I'm just kind of going back through uh, going back through Zeus's thing here because I, I blitzkrieged a couple of them and I didn't really um, well if he's if Zeus has madness as an ability you know <laughs> Odin, Odin being able to, <laughs> to control thoughts and stuff might not really help uh Oh fuck! Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I love his best was chlorokinesis. Zeus caused the Earth to grow several magnificent fields of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also is the god of justice and honor, and I don't know if that necessarily helps him. His jokes, <laughs> the entertainment skills. Uh, Zeus <laughs> singing is said to be as clear as the streams of Mount Ida, and his. Uh, uh, Seder jokes. jokes were out, his jokes were outrageously hilarious. 
So he might be able to make Odin laugh himself to death. Yeah. <laughs> also, I read that uh, the dwarves' ability in in the world of Asgard, their ability to craft weapons far exceeds anything that Zeus and his folks would be able to create. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I just based off of look. Zeus, I understand someone in the chat brought off that Zeus is immortal, whereas Odin uh, and Rag- in Ragnarok is uh, supposed to actually die, so proves he is mortal, he has mortality. But under um, certain, and, once certain triggers are met, that's the thing. Right. So And if, if, if Odin can, sorry, I'm, I'm cutting you off. You go ahead. No, no, go ahead. If Odin has divination, he could potentially see the past, the present, and the future. Yeah. Use that to his advantage. Uh, you know, I, based off of all this, I, I understand, you know, he's, uh, he can to a hundred feet tall. I, mm-hmm. I, that's great. But, uh, you know, Odin, Odin has poetry and to me, you know, uh, that's the language of death. So he wins. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And right now we're currently looking at, uh, as far as the predictions, we've got 86% saying yes. Odin would beat Zeus in the throwdown to 14% saying no. Ooh, I would love, I, have we been, uh, I'm looking through the chat real quick. Yeah, as a definition more useful than the scroll. I would just love to hear those who vote for Odin uh, in the chat, go ahead and, and, and pop in why real quick. And anyone listening uh, on to the actual podcast, Hit us up on our social medias and tell us uh, who you think and why. Because I find this uh, thread to be really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got to say Odin, though. I, I think we're doing Odin for the win. Well, it's funny. The yeah, I agree. Got, the, the fact that we've got, he has, uh, what is it, control over over war. Yeah. Like, and uh, even though Zeus is nutso, that includes rage and anger even someone who's crazy has rage and anger so odin just i think he's just uh he outmatches zeus zeus i would say it's definitely debatable as to whether or not these abilities work on zeus but i think with what he has in his in his in his abilities i arsenal in his repertoire in his war chest in his armory odin for the win well done well done for the record uh i don't know why it said 86 percent uh because it was just uh jared voted for uh odin and itoy voted for uh zeus but i think it's because uh, jared uh wagered more so that's my math <laughs> so congratulations jared you just won 70 channel points way to go <laughs> Probably 10 because you put in, you know, 60 into the pot and each one only put 10. So there you go. You got 10 really at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that was great. That was so much fun. Gang, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This was so good to be back. It's nice to chat with you and, and all that good stuff. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week for all these fine, fine folks? So I, I, I watched so many things over the, <laughs> over the, holiday break and, and over our, our time off that uh, it was hard to, to whittle down. But uh, what else, what I'll recommend this week is the way I see it. And it's the Pete Souza documentary. Um, he was the staff or he was the white house photographer, the chief white house photographer under Reagan and under Obama. And um, 
it's it's just a it's really fascinating to hear someone it's a position that you don't often hear people talk about and to hear someone who had unbridled access to both of these presidents talk about what they were like and what the job was like and just being a a, a one of the like one of the most important photographers in the country for you know uh for that time period um, and to see some of the stuff, uh, pictures that you've never seen of these presidents, it's a really cool documentary. So I would just say the way I see it, uh, it's a Pete Sousa documentary. Currently, I think it's on Peacock, uh, which is free um, with it's ad supported, but it's free. Uh, you might be able to rent it elsewhere, but check it out. Dougie, what do you got? Uh, I'd recommend uh, Pixar's Soul. Uh, available mm-hmm. now on Disney Plus at no additional charge, mind you. I thought for sure uh-huh. I'd have to purchase that uh, to uh, to watch it, but it was great. We watched it uh, as a family, um, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's beautifully animated. The music in it is great. Um, it's a really cool story. Um, I really enjoyed it. So check it out. It's on Disney Plus now. Recommend it. It's a good show. It's a it's a it's it's got the Pixar quality to it. So yeah, I, I will say it. that I. I'm curious. I loved it. I'm very curious who their intended audience was because I definitely think that it is much more mature uh, or it it uh, is tailored to a much more mature audience than your typical Pixar movie. I think it's one of the, well, I mean, come on. Pixar has death all over the place. What are you talking about? <laughs> but these, the concepts that they were, that sure. they were rolling with in this one is are real like thinker concepts. I looked at it as it's one of those things where the kids can enjoy it for what it is. There's some silliness, there's jokes, there's amazing sure. visuals and things like that. But yeah, the content's heavy, <laughs> heavy like stuff more so than more. So like this was in line with up, but like passed up. Yeah, it was right. definitely, I've never seen a Pixar movie tackle anything like this before. These, had he like this conceptually tackle anything like this? So mm-hmm. I'm very curious when they were pitching this, like who they thought their 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 true target audience was. Yeah, still a great movie, yeah. but unlike any other uh, content wise, like any other Pixar movie I've seen. Yeah, it was really good. I think it was really really good. You should check it out. Yeah, you should also check out Mind Gap on all your social medias, on your Facebooks, on your Twitters, your Instagrams, on YouTube. We've got our channel over there, too, where we post all of our episodes there, as well as highlights from our streams. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. You can come hang out with us when we record our episodes live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central. And come hang out with us while we play video games Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Central time. Uh, you can play along with us if you have the game. If not, you want to hang out, shoot the shit, you can do that. And don't forget to, to join our Discord community. Hang out with us. Mm-hmm. Chat with us. Post your memes. Post your stuff. Come hang out. Play games with us. It's cool. You can also find Justin digitally as well. That's true on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify. On Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podbean, all the places where you can find and consume the old podcasts. Share us, like us, subscribe, rate, review, all those things. The big one for us is sharing. Copy the link to an episode that we post out there and send it out to your social medias and say, hey, everyone, I think you guys should listen to these these knuckleheads because they're they're funny and they're wholesome. And they say cunt very infrequently. Uh, you know, so send, you know, send us to your grandmas. They like that. We're a worldly and, uh, podcast. Exactly. 
Um, your grandmothers like us, especially if they're Australian grandmothers. Yeah. And two east Yeah. dot com slash mind gap. And then just keep an eye on all of two east eight stuff. We just released a new uh, blog this week, a new blog post uh, highlighting some of the top uh, women in the Chicago film scene. And uh, we're very excited to to feature some really badass uh, female filmmakers. So please go check that blog out. And then I'm going to make, here's, here's a resolution for you, Doug. Before the end of the year, Sid Penrose is coming out. So Can't wait. before 2022, you guys, you can hold me to that. Fucking things coming out, y'all. I've never, never lied to you before. Never. You haven't lied. Never. You were honest every step of the way. Complications, baby. True. Complications. Well, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, Justin, thank you. Douglas, a very sincere and profound thank you. And to all of our Twitch folks, thank you. And listeners, thank you. And remember, have yourself a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.